hey folks, you've got Landline Podcast. Really important note, just to be clear, there's a couple of beats right at the beginning of this show when we kick it to the record- recording where my mouth is full and I kind of have a little bit of a, a stunted voice. What I was eating was a homemade Boston cream pie muffin. That is a traditional Boston cream pie cake without a cake pan. So put into a muffin tin, sliced so that the top of the muffin came off, a hefty layer of homemade pastry cream made to perfection besides the vanilla, a little clementine juice in there instead, and then drizzled with not really a ganache, to be perfectly honest with you. It was more of a uh, dark chocolate glaze made with just dark chocolate, Ghirardelli, and butter. Um, but that's what we were eating at Landline this week in front of the fire with the banjo. My brother-in-law, John, the constitutionalist enigma. I'm going to let this one roll with a little bit of a different opening because I thought that the content deserved it, given the musical presence of our very own Pitchfork Revolution leader in the flesh. The theme music is written and produced by the guy you hear here. Enjoy the show. It's a funny one. Landline. Wow. That's professional sound, dude. I just no. I trust yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, I know nothing. Do you know how much time I've spent? You should let's, spend let's, an let's, hour with Ethan. Okay, well, here let's start landline podcast for this week right there. Sounds good. I'm gonna give a little bit of. I feel like it's a time to come to the the audience with a little bit of a therapy moment for landline. I'm not gonna go negative. I've been doing this for three years. So much of landline the podcast, which is supposed to be about eating more local food from the farmer's market, having more personal relationships with good friends, board games, fireplaces, of which we're in front of right now. You know, the sunshine in a field on a late September day while you're eating an ear of corn. That's Landline Podcast. All I do is try to figure out how to use this computer program. That is what Landline Podcast is. It's me trying to figure out how to plug in a box with a USB cord to a Mac laptop and then record on something that is pretending like it's representing what a soundboard used to look like, but it's actually all digital and there's 50 million different keystrokes I can use. I don't know how to use any of this. Two observations. The first one is what you're doing is actually a lot more straightforward than what people were doing with tape and vinyl in the old days because they would literally take a piece of recording on a tape splice it together to create these shows just until this was invented you know uh secondarily i would recommend you just hanging out with the bend crew for a couple hours and we'll get this laid out so that you won't have to worry about the 
uh, weird go, interface. It's it's. A I want to go interface. into the men's bathroom, find the glory hole, and fuck it. That's what I want my podcast <laughs> to be. I don't want to screw around cool. <laughs> with the knobs or the locks or yeah, what time it right. is. There are no I locks. I want <laughs> Cam Neely in there from Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. His dick through the hole. Yeah, that, that is landline. At that point, just want to suck <laughs> there it. is no... Uh, locks i guess or rules at that point <laughs> you told me three words you didn't want me to say yeah i'm gonna refrain from saying them okay for great. you as out of respect you can and guess so what you don't they have are, to listener. slice it i know what they are uh, no but the listeners our audience can listen but, <laughs> yeah. but with that i want to introduce our guest who's actually yeah. been on the podcast more than anyone else i've ever had on the podcast love this pad- podcast but it's through his music versus his voice which is pretty amazing and I was thinking of a name for you for the show. And I was thinking, okay, you're a person who likes Nicorette, but you've climbed the half dome. <laughs> you own an AR-15, but you're down with gay people. We don't know where you stand on abortion, and we're not going to ask because one of our moms will listen, and we don't want to piss either of them off. And Smart. So, you know, you have, like, backcountry skied till you know, some sort of, like, seance with a witch doctor but you also like love burning diesel and so you know i was thinking that you'd be called my brother-in-law john yeah that's fine. the constitutionalist enigma that is totally fine i think that's a fine name to uh, call me i think that's a fair fairly uh, honest description of me i'm glad that you're somebody who can uh, understand who is actually his brother-in-law so we're brothers-in-law. So we are actually like in what, a weird what is, way. Where did brothers-in-law brothers. first come out, do you think? You're sort of a historian. I would say, and people hate to hear this on the radio, it's an Anglo-American uh, history. It's Angl- Anglican law. It all comes from the early uh, Anglican law. I mean, that's all I can And say. you got <laughs> to take the property of the like befallen brother or fuck his wife? Or like, what did you get out of it? I would As a brother-in-law, money property, or something. I I can't speak to the effing the wives, but uh, property law I can speak to, and I know that beating the bounds was a big deal in England in the day. Uh, I'm a professional land surveyor, also, and through my great uh, length of history with the profession itself, I learned that. There was a thing called beating the bounds. It might sound a little different for. No, I did it twice this morning. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Not everybody uh, calls it that, but uh, it was a slow ride over the mountains. I can tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me what what we're going to get to. We're going to get to the mountains. Let me just beat the bounds real quick, so we don't digress too far. Yeah, what is Uh, beating the bounds? Yeah, you would take the uh, your son, five, fifteen years old, somewhere in there. And to define your property boundaries, you would literally walk around with the kid, hold him upside down by his feet, bang his head on the ground, make him look around so that he never worried about where his property boundary was. And it was all witnessed by other people so that to establish property boundaries, this is something they actually did in the Anglo-American law prior to even the American existence. That's insane. Yeah, they would pick you up by your feet, bang you on the ground, You'll never forget that, right? Where you were. We should do yeah. more things like that now. People would learn more lessons if we actually instructed them. It seems crazy in all of these lawyers and people with Facebook and or a megaphone. I mean, like it's way beyond that. Have been like, no, we shouldn't do it that way. 
who doesn't want to be picked up by their father when they're 15, by their ankles upside down, and then led around the property that they will once yeah. inherit? Yeah. We can't even have honest conversations with our parents about inheritance in this day and age. I actually was thinking about what my father told me about my inheritance earlier today while I was driving over. He spent it all, I bet. <laughs> He said there's not much, but he laid out the way it's divided. Okay. All right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And was that like a happy-go-lucky conversation or was it an intense No, it was like a thing. It was neither. I, I was making a joke. Like, hey, I know y'all are giving all your money to this particular sister that I have. Mm. And uh, they laughed and said, no, that's not the way it's set up. Let me know that or let you know that... Uh, it's, you know, they just said, dude, don't worry about it. There's nothing left. You know what I mean? It's at that point. Good for them. Yeah. F it. But it's, this goes, the, I, I'm also a libertarian. This takes you to the point where it's like, it's not what they did. It's what I do. Right. I mean, self-responsibility. Every single decision I make is a free man in this world. And I uh, make good decisions. I make bad decisions. I do the best I can. You, know you made I mean? one bad decision tonight, which was to go over Sanium Pass instead of around Mount Hood. So let me just lay out a little bit of the initial thing, which is uh, the initial situation. Now, John knows way more about Oregon than me. He's also from the East Coast. He went to boarding school. So, again, the enigma just keeps going on. If you think I am like the preppiest chauvinistic pig you've heard on this podcast. <laughs> I'm not chauvinist by any means. I'm not either. I couldn't come up I with better everybody. words. I was searching for mm -hmm. things. But if you think I am like the waspiest dickhole that's ever been on this podcast. <laughs> John has beat me in some categories. It's just only boarding school. That's the only category you beat me as a wasp. I and also like. going down the hill in uh, Alaska first when nobody else would go down the mountain. Yeah, well, that's not And then y'all bitched about that. You said you put this big wide stripe on the mountain. It's like, yeah, I was trying to cut it. No, oh, that's like all your other parts of your character. I'm sorry. Which are that you're way better. Yeah. yeah only... I'm actually like a Catholic Jew hybrid. So yeah. that's where I'm all at. Right. So that's kind of Jewy Catholic. <laughs> I mean, fuck. Jewy and Catholic weren't on your list of three words, so there's nothing I can <laughs> yeah, say about that. Those are good ones. All right, so there's two ways to get from Bend, Oregon to Portland, Oregon. And if you think about it, before Google, there were maps, and you would look at it, and you'd say, look, there's this big vertical line of mountains in between the two major geographic areas, the Willamette Valley on the left or west, for those of you who know which way west is, and the basically the high desert of what is it? What what would you call the big geological formation that's east of the Cascades? Just the, it is the high desert. That's the high desert. Columbia Plateau. Okay, so yeah. the Columbia Plateau. So you can go around Mount Hood to get to Portland in two ways. You can drive straight through this incredibly beautiful Indian reservation called Warm Springs, which I think is one of the most beautiful 50, 60 miles of drives anywhere in the United so States. So pretty with this incredible line of dormant volcanoes to your left, all snow-capped. Go Can that I say way. Mexican? Are they Mexican? There's a ton of Mexican cartel guys that married up into the okay. Warm Springs Reservation. Oh, no. So they could grow weed with the squaws. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And then, or you can go over Sanium Pass, which is dramatic, and it going through the mountains versus up to the Columbia River and around. John chose through the mountains because he thought there would be Sunday traffic, which is something you think of. There's no Sunday traffic around Mount Hood. Maybe there is. Oh, I will completely beg to differ on that because what you actually can run into is everybody from Portland goes to Mount Hood on a big snow day. If it's the weekend, Sunday night, 
going from Mount Hood, like government camp. In fact, yeah, government camp to Sandy, that's taken me three and a half hours. Ugh. It once took me 16 hours to drive from Bend to Centralia, Washington, because I had to drive through Portland. This was two, summer, two winters ago. It was summer if you were in the uh, Southern Hemisphere. but Mike, that's shout out to you. He's in Futula Food Chili. Yeah, Mike, hope you're well. I really enjoyed the story about you building your house. That was cool. I'd love to buy an old house for like two grand. That costs like $300,000, 500000 I don't know, man. It's it's a not, lot of and it's it, whether yeah. you own more or less of it now. I a shit is ton of money. Unclear. It's ridiculous. Every time, every month, two Gs, bam, 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 two Gs, bam, bam, but nothing ever changes. I still owe $336,000 on my house or some shit. Banks make so much money. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Okay, uh, so anyways, so, uh, just tell us, you, you okay, tra- it, it could take a long time around my hood, so you yeah. chose to go yeah, to San Diego Pass. Okay, so anyway, you'll be surprised by how many dipshits there are driving down from Mountain Hood to Portland any given Sunday on an afternoon. I believe it. I decided, oh, I'm going to go to San Diego Pass. I checked out tripcheck.com, which is the Oregon thing. Every highway has cameras on it. It's kind of a cool website on the internet. I have 16 websites I think are cool on the internet. Trip check. <laughs> it's like trip, number 16. Tripcheck.org, trip I feel like, or yeah. gov. No, yeah. org. Just, just Google tripcheck. And there's, a, there's, there's an amazing uh, webcam on every single pass, which for people on the East Coast, they're like, what? I don't get it. Like, why do I need to see the Vince Lombardi rest area ahead of time? Different. This is like, no, that you're going into the wilderness of the mountain chain and like nobody's there to like. You could easily die. I uh, drove over San Diego Pass thinking Hood would have too much day traffic, afternoon traffic. Huge mistake. I got over San Diego Pass as a whiteout at Hoodoo. They're getting dumped on like two feet. But man, I've never seen so many effing idiots. Larry's. On, dude, 15 miles an hour from Mount, from fucking San Diego Pass, the top, 10 miles east of Detroit or west of Detroit Lake. It was crazy. I passed 43 cars. I, I counted 43 cars just to go to the front. My wife's like, why do you pass all these people on the road? It's dangerous. I said, it's not dangerous, dude. I drive this way. This is the way I drive. You're cool. I never got to the front to find out who the fucking dipshit was. That's all I want to know. I don't care how fast I go. I want to know who's holding up 10 miles of traffic at 15 miles. Like, I want to find that fucking guy. I was, I've never in my life screamed in a car before today honestly swear to god i've been all over the fucking place today i got on i had to literally scream inside of my car with the windows up because i was so angry and how fucking slowly i mean i almost started getting out jogging past people it was ridiculous dude so it sucks it is interesting when you come from I don't know, maybe anywhere. Sanity? Come from sanity. <laughs> Just do that for me, please. But something I love uh, love about Oregon, I don't say you know out loud because I don't want to give your sister like too much ammo about anything. You don't have to say <laughs> shit. I got you. I don't, I don't want to. So yeah. one of the amazing things about Oregon is you can go easily go into places in Oregon where – there, there are not the same amount of like boundaries, rules, and regulations you're going to see in other areas. You can 
easily die on Sandy and Pass on a oh, Saturday night. Everybody driving. does. It. Somebody died there today, I'm sure. Because Check the news. Somebody fucking died there. They're idiots. The, they're, it's and so it's fucking like a, stupid. It's a Honda Accord going sideways yeah. at 11 miles an hour, yeah. and the like alfalfa Log truck, truck yeah, exactly right, alfalfa. comes coming up, and nobody can move, and yeah. and it's not even funny, but it's like, and guess what? There's no Roy Rogers with a pickle bar anywhere near there. Yeah. It is the middle of nowhere. You could well. See, that's the funny thing is that that part of Oregon, you think, oh, man, driving from Bend to uh, Portland, that's a real sketchy thing to do. It's very remote. But then you drive from Bend on the Outback Highway, and then you're, like, really out there, right? There's parts of Oregon that nobody really understands unless they get out and and they see it. it the Wallawas, Steens Mountain, Hell's Canyon. That's deeper than the Grand Canyon. Nobody thinks about that. It's dry as hell. How about the Alvor Desert, which I don't even know about, but it's like one of the most, you know, unpopulated places on on the planet right now. So, yeah, yeah, it's interesting that the last time I got, well, no, the second to last time that I drove back to Oregon to move here for the 50th time. Yeah. I saw a golden eagle right around the border of Idaho and Oregon welcoming me and Ishii. Love you, girl. Yeah. Back God into the state you, on the east side. And it was just like, holy shit. And golden eagles look like they're as big as you or me. They're huge animals with their like wingspan way up. And I it was get like. It. It's almost like the sentinel at the gates of or Eastern Oregon, just like welcoming welcoming me back to the state. It was totally. insane. All right, well, we gotta let's let's uh that's that's what happened, John. One more eagle thing, real quick. I'm yeah, sorry. No, get in there. That's it. That'll be the podcast. We've done 45 minutes already. No way. Right. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, I went to the dump the other day in Bend. Whoa. Yeah, you know how those uh, crows are always flying around the mm. dump. Two bald-headed eagles, fucking crows, just like up in Anchorage or uh, Seward or anywhere in Alaska, the Oregon bald eagles are turning into crows all right, because d- they were there feeding like the crows. They were all flying together, hanging out with the crows. That, there's like uh, 500 crows and two bald eagles. Okay, so it's I think- It's weird. I don't like that, man. I imagine you to be a reoccurring guest on this podcast, and I thought of like <laughs> a, I think I thought about a bit we could do every time because I've been given some feedback. There should be a little more structure. Okay. So a bit that we'll develop and we'll get a little tag for with Brian, the voiceover guy, and all that stuff. Yes. Is asking a libertarian what they think about this political issue. So what about <laughs> endangered species? What does a libertarian think about endangered species? For instance, and then I'll let you go. Bald eagles. They're basically fully rehabbed from whatever. I don't know. I'm not. I mean, you're like you're 86 years old. I don't know, like whether you remember, but at some point in your lifetime and my lifetime, bald eagles were like, oh, no, the bald eagles are in bad shape. Now you see bald eagles a lot. Now you see them in New Hampshire. You see them in Oregon. You see them in California. There's 50 million of them in Klamath Lake when you drive by. Okay. So what is – do you feel that we should no longer protect them? Do you like the allocation of taxpayer dollars towards endangered species? You love animals. You're, you're one of the biggest animal lovers on the planet, and you love nature, but yes. you hate the government wasting your money. And I love animals. I love raising them, and I love hunting them, and I love eating them. I love animals. God bless the animals, right? Absolutely. Um, the eagle thing is funny because you say, oh man, you remember when you were a little kid and they were telling you the bald eagles are going to fucking die, right? 
okay, this is what I'm going to, this is like, what I'm going to tell us. Blow. We, we want to know about libertarians. The people yeah. are not libertarians, whether they yeah. voted for Trump or Hillary, you know, who they yeah. didn't vote for is the libertarian. Cause I people, voted for Gary Johnson, even uh, though I was the worst libertarian, uh, ever. I would, uh, put myself forward 2020. Uh, is that when the next thing is? Whenever the next yeah, summer yeah. Olympics so, are. <laughs> smart. Such a good way to tie it together. Speaking of the Olympics, kind of boring. No, no but tell. <laughs> okay. Well, you got to tell yeah, us. The so people want to know. This is a yeah. bit. We're gonna like what, have some yeah, theme what, music, from, and you from gotta, just the John Lucy guy. Okay, yeah, you got to make a decision. This is my first thing. Uh, libertarianism is related to a point where it's like, you do what you want, right? But don't hurt other people, and don't waste on the planet. Basically, you know what I mean. I'm up for like open borders. I'm open contracts between people, any two people. They can do whatever you want. Do whatever you want, but don't infringe on other people, right? Animals, on the other hand, and the scare about the bald eagles going extinct, uh, you're 10 years younger than I am, maybe, at least, something like that. Yeah, not even. I'm yeah. 34. You're... Okay, so yeah, I'm 43. Okay. Right? So... Let's always be My in the opposite. My son is growing up in a world that would be smart, but it'll take a while. It'll have to be. Uh, When's the next? <laughs> okay, dude. Never thirty. Seventy-four. It will never happen. This is it. This is our palindrome. <laughs> Should we touch our dicks? Dude. This is our palindrome birthday. Yeah, yeah it's just. Uh, I'll. If I can get it up right now, I'll try. <laughs> um, but look, man, it's like this. Uh, I don't care about it people telling you that the eagles are dying. I don't care about people telling you that the world is fucking warming up. I don't care about people worrying about the polar bears. They're going extinct now, right? So all I'm saying is, like, people will always tell you there's a tragedy on the planet. There are true tragedies on the planet, but it's humanitarian mostly that I worry about. So if a bald eagle, two bald eagles, like a, a, a roosting pair are now living at the dump and bend and hanging out with 500 crows. Like I was saying earlier, like I don't think they're endangered. It's like the whole, well, they're dude. not. And that was my <laughs> point, but I, so anyway, but, but, but no, you were but told think, they were when you were a kid. Yeah, no, I'm you, saying now I'm being told and you, the world's uh, warming up, but it's cold as fuck. I just drove over the mountain. I just told me, you just talked about that. You know what I mean? It's so cold. You, I, I want the world to warm up. I think it'd be a lot cooler if it actually did. So I think everyone's I'd love the world to warm up. It's cold as fuck out here. Political. <laughs> what about yeah, we yeah, okay. Seriously. No, it's good. It's, I mean if we're I love talking. no 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 no. I I completely agree with you. It's just like in my brain right now, I'm like, can I go full global warming? Because then you want to go to like the cover of the New York Times this morning, which we get delivered, and I know you will tell me is like based on incorrect facts, and then I'm not gonna like say the, anything about the New York. But I don't know. I want to. I want to. Oh, it was about basically the water in the in the New Orleans area starting to get like high for some communities. But I I don't care. No, no, it's cool. Let's, no, let's, no, let's let's just give me a second. No, but let it's me cool. no, no, let me. Do, no, I have no, to. No, let me. No, I have I'll to drill down on the best thing you said about the Eagles because it's the part of like the political statement that you made that everyone should celebrate, which is the Eagles wouldn't be in trouble if everybody didn't waste on the earth, as you put it. Yeah, and if liberty, I mean, you, ha you, yeah, but you have an individual respect for the environment 
that you hold yourself accountable to. That's if correct. Everyone, if, of the environment. exactly. But that's yeah. and the problem is you are a libertarian that actually like has a good conscience and makes good decisions. When and and I wish all libert I would not all I wish all people were like that. It turns out most libertarians are. That's the worst part. The thing I would say about libertarian is that if you were to embrace like a classic liberal American agenda, JFK, not Wilson, not FDR, not Teddy Roosevelt. The Roosevelts were one of the worst things that ever happened in this country. But if you look at a Calvin Coolidge type liberal American who's like, hey man. I believe in the rights of man. And again, we go back to this. It's like whatever my inheritance is, it's nothing. But I don't blame I don't blame anybody for that. I celebrate it because they have given me so much in my life. I'm so thankful. But an inheritance, it's ridiculous, dude. Why would I ask my parents to say, hey, I need to put X amount of something away for my kid? It's a choice. If they don't want to make that choice, that's fine. If they want to, that's great. Right. But I would rather that they, who are, you know how they are, they're very uh, much looking forward to the next world anyway, right? I mean, they're stoked to die. They know that they're going to a place. Yeah, that and, will... and, your, and I have to respect your parents. They are like the the most partying Catholics I've ever met, meaning like not that they like are like drinking and stuff Nine like that, more. but like they are like living their lives. Like they're going to see That's art. It. They're going to like go on a cruise to the, like they live large to Russia. Yeah. yeah. God bless. And them. So they, they might be excited about the next life. They are yeah. celebrating this life while they're here in, right. in like a pretty cool way where they're actually doing the stuff they like. So every time they take that $30,000 trip, <laughs> I say, wait, what's that cost me? <laughs> God bless them. You oh know, my fuck god! Them. Fuck me. Let them go out and have fun. Who gives I, a shit? I'm fine. Your dad. I, I do my thing. My dad. He's making a big mom, bet on a medical technology. He's putting a lot of money into an invention. He's going out as an inventor, and he passed yes. that along to you. You're an inventor yep. too. But I had my patent before he ever had his. That's true. Tell yeah. us. All right. Yeah. So let's talk okay. about your invention. Let's. Yeah. Uh, Let's let's switch topics. We're going to yeah. get back to the Olympics, so yeah. we can't leave that one on the table. I have a lot of passion. I'm about sorry, that. I've gone so far beyond that. I had a couple drinks. No, it's okay. <laughs> I think we're we're you know listen. Let's just check check in quickly. Remember the landline number, you guys five zero three eight nine four eighty four eighty. If this is the first time you listen to the podcast, it's a show about combating the rise of technology in our everyday lives through the eyes of people who still remember what it was like when they had a landline in their phone. Excuse me, when they had a, in their phone, when they had a landline in their home, when they had to ask somebody else's mom if they could please speak to so-and-so when they called them up, when they played board games for fun, not for some sort of twee Instagram moment, when they just got sent outside to play in the neighborhood. Life wasn't necessarily better, but we, there is an, uh, there's an overcommitment to technology as the best solution to all of our idle time and so this podcast fights against that so moving on to a new topic so call the landline we have a landline you leave a message you suggest a guest the number 503-894-8480 here in portland we're in front of the fire we're burning doug fur Yum. i'm with my brother-in-law john the hello <laughs> the uh here? come on what did i call you the libertarian libertarian enigma the constitutionalist enigma yes i okay. would but but love to just be a uh, recurring theme. 
we'll figure stuff out. Yeah, you're, Alex you're and kind I of are me. literally sitting in front of the fire. I'm drinking. I'm drinking. He's drinking too. He's done a we're good job. To, but this is good though. This is yeah, yeah. Okay, so we were gonna go Olympics in a couple segments, but I first, <laughs> but first we had something. Oh, your patent. You created a patent. Oh yes, I beat my father to the patenting process, and it's not that it was a established competition it's just something that happened and uh and how was your experience with the patent? i will tell you uh being who i am and not seeing any reason for a patent group or a federal organization the best people i've ever dealt with in the uh entire government of the united states is the u.s patent service if you have an idea sketch it up Write it up, send it to them, and uh, see what they'll do. They're, those people are cool, man. Best service I ever had, actually, from anybody in my life. United States Patent Service. So I did as I created a backpack shape, and uh, it's for musical instrument hard cases. Patented it. It was just a fun experience. It it's called cool. the Mountain Holler, H-A-U-L-E-R. Hard case holler, H-A-U-L-E-R. And it's an incredible invention, and John's just basically a bad salesperson. And I don't mean that he yeah. can't sell. It's that he doesn't have the interest in putting his time and it's selling. Busy. Yeah, that and you know, just don't care. Good. It's like you'd rather care. just have them sell themselves. I'm honestly the kind of person that gets to the point where it's like, yeah, you did it. And then you're just like over it at that point. Literally I'm over everything at that point where it's like, yeah, great job, dude. You did your thing. You hit where you wanted to go, go do something else. It's who it's Kung Fu skiing, banjo, everything. Landline. So there are in, in, in the digital world, there's all these imprints on our lives, like the, all the pictures and all the like, posts on social media blah 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 that's what's like you're when you die or you kill yourself that's what the, all the people on hard copy look at is like uh -huh. what your digital presence presence is there's yeah. only a few instances of leaving your mark on the world that are like og pre those idiots in those garages in palo alto one of them is having a patent in the U.S. Patent Office. Oh, thanks. If you're looking at a dead person in 1890, having a patent will come up, right? As will owning a land, yeah, which is directly serving, in your yeah. purview. Yeah. What yeah. else comes up? I would just say if anybody's really interested to see what I look like, and they're like, oh, man, like Alex just said, you go online, you're just like, you're all over the place. I challenge everyone out there to Google John Lucy, L-U-C-E-Y, and you will find one picture of me. I think it's from uh, or two, 2007 at the Alaska Natural Resources Council. I look pretty good, <laughs> but that's the only picture. I, when I Google myself, that's the only picture I find. I'm the one with the, ha the handsome beard. It was still brown at that point, or reddish brown. Now it's just white. Yeah, it's still black. <laughs> you have a nice beard. I'm really stoked on yours right now. Thanks. Yeah, I it's like a little beyond out. the grizzly. It's yeah, now it's, actually looking like a it's man. Like full Portland <laughs> yeah. hip. Um, yeah. Short haircut, long beard. Okay, so the Olympics. <laughs> I was fully tuned in. Fully tuned in. I loved it. Tell me, what did you think? The I, I'm somebody who's watched at least a hundred and. 200 hockey games in my life two 300 that women's united states hockey incredible round i watch it live and i could not 
That was the greatest hockey game I've ever seen in my life. People talk about the Miracle on Ice in 82. F those guys. Dude, this was serious. To be the Canadians after 20 years, that was the great. That was one of the greatest hockey games I've ever seen. Those ladies are skilled. The breakaway, third period. No, the the fucking the the uh, shoot the shootout well, winner. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, that's the way it went. Okay, yes, but the goal on the breakaway that was a yeah. great goal. That was not a giveaway goal. Dude, that was right. That up. was a great goal. Top shelf, like just snapshot, Dude, like taking pass, care of it. Two line pass to the left side of the ice. Skaters left. With a right-hand skater, she went in, deked her so hard. And that lady who she deked had three gold medals. You and she had like, a serious goalie. That's all serious. The goalie. Canadian goalies were like just brick Shit. walls. I, they yeah. they played the third string goalie in the first U.S. game in the qualifying yeah. against Canada. I thought they put Dominic Hasek in a fucking <laughs> Canadian jersey. That's it. Out. That was nasty. And, and Those like, girls are so badass. That was the greatest hockey game. I'll tell you. Man. Okay, so John, you, you're you are you. I feel like I have been wandering the earth looking for my soulmate, and okay. he <laughs> drunk drove into my living room tonight <laughs> because I think that this country has been so fucking negative about these Olympics. And if you go on Drudge, oh, and if you go on any of these things, and my dad was like, "Ha ha ha!" The Wall Street Journal said enough with Olympics. When I watched that women's hockey game the other night, and it was the – I don't know if you're tuned into this, but it was the women's combined skiing at the same time. Yeah. Lindsey Vaughn and Schifrin were skiing, yeah. so I was going back and forth. In fact, um, yeah. Schifrin was about to ski in the last minute of the hockey game, luckily – it went to overtime before, but I'm just saying I was peeking out on the Olympics. Yeah. I was so proud. It was all women, and yeah. it wasn't like these girls are hot in any way. Dude, they're the all hot, super hot. What are you kidding me? They are, but I'm Kel just. Kel Schifrin but, is fucking hot. They Kel. are hot, but I'm saying the hockey was so good, and, those and women I, I are never hot too. those. I know, strong and, ladies, and they were. It was such yeah. a good hockey, and they were yeah. fucking crushing each other. Did you see that check in the <laughs> first period where that girl got her head taken <laughs> off? <laughs> but that should have been a penalty when the it was American. Yeah, Decker got fucking decked. Love that girl. She. All right, we're we're tuned yeah, up about yeah. this women's hockey. Yeah, we Miss lo- Decker, you we are, are. We represent a sect of people who saw that hockey game and are like, this is amazing. The greatest hockey game I've ever seen in my exactly. life. Exactly. No more miracle on ice. Fuck those guys. You're a bunch of men going against Russians. They're pussies. It's like boom. You know I mean? It was I such good hockey. It went to overtime, and then it went to a shootout. And if you yeah. only like saw it on Good Morning America or yeah. your Facebook feed the next yeah. day, you you missed out. The greatest hockey game ever. And people are like, "Oh man, I shouldn't go to short shootouts. That's lame." The Americans would have beat them anyway because they were yes. dominating. Yes. The yes. second half of the third in the entire overtime period. hundred percent. Amazing. Hundred percent. They were I dominating in overtime in the third period. Yeah. It was a great game, yeah. and 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 you know what? They won the contest that was put in for in front of them. It doesn't That's matter. That's right. They didn't make the rules. Exactly. It's like they Hillary just, Clinton. Man, I don't make the fucking rules. You know what I'm saying? We have an electoral college, popular vote. That's cool. Sorry, I I didn't vote for Hillary or Trump. Just so y'all know, I voted for Gary Johnson. Like eight thousand votes across the country. So, what do you think? To get serious here for a moment, and like I'll crack you another beer if you need yeah. to sober up. Why, thanks. Um, the whiskey edge off. Do you think that our I, I don't care what you think. I think that it's disgusting <laughs> that this country 
doesn't celebrate the Winter Olympics more. I know we live in uh, Oregon and yeah. we like winter sports right. and we've skied That's together a bunch of yeah. times. Yeah. I don't care about that. No. I, if you have, yeah. if you are Jamaica and you have the bobsled team, Bob, you are yeah. the yeah. bobsled team. You're all in the bar drinking Red Stripe and Guinness, warm out of the oh, back yeah. door, yeah, yeah, yeah. watching yeah. it on a on a TV. Yeah. Like you're celebrating your team. It's the global. Why are we beyond that? Like we somehow are the biggest shit Dude, on the Earth's not, surface, no, 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 and we no, no. don't celebrate like global competition. It's better than a LeBron NBA game. I'm sorry. Okay, because that's the problem is that you think that. Like I might think, oh man, it's so cool. Look how fast this guy can ski downhill. Like I told my wife the other day, honestly, an observation watching some downhill. I was like, man, that's how Alex skis. This guy can ski really fast downhill for sure. He's very strong downhill skier. Ski fast downhill. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, he's also kind of come up through a privileged life. So, like, what's hot in but America? Not, bo- Dude, not yeah. boarding school, though. No, not that, not that privileged. But like, I'm su- surprised you weren't at choked. Actually, <laughs> my connection to the women's hockey team went to choke with yeah, Ivanka Trump. Go. Okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there it is. Yeah. Okay. Deep- yeah, so and they um, sat next to each other at yeah, the closing yeah, ceremonies. Yeah. So all I'm saying is, uh, not everybody has to take a day off and drive to the mountain and take their kids skiing. That's where I live. I, I'm, I live in Bend, Oregon. Man, I'm not taking my kids skiing once in his life at the mountain. I can't afford that. I take him around the park and drag. But him. that's not the point, John. It's like if you were watching a bass tournament in like once every four years, there was a bass tournament in New Hampshire and like some like great story won the bass tournament and, you, and it was on national. I don't know. I, I don't know what the, what the good analogy is. I don't care if you've ever skied in your life or bobsledded. Yeah. I've never figure skated. I've never. I hate figure skating. I've never That's done the curling. That's fine, but you were like, you, you yeah. knew when the Olympics were on. You looked yeah. up what what was going yeah. on. When was the women's game? You stayed up till eight. You stayed up till one in the morning. The you watched the medal ceremony, like. You, yeah. That's enough. That was like one giant snort of the Olympics. That if every yeah. person in this country had done, we would have. No one at Anna's work. I work at home, like a shut in. But no one at Anna's work mentioned the hockey game the next day. I think that that's too bad. I don't think. I think we should get back. Dude, that was to, a serious hockey game. I, again, I'm just saying that is the best hockey game I've ever seen in my life. Those women put down a game better than any men I've ever seen. Yammer Yager. Wayne Gretzky. Gretzky's, I mean, fucking cherry picker. These girls work hard to do this stuff. You know what I mean? Like, they worked the entire ice, and they beat the Canadians. And the Canadians just cried at the end. If you watch back, they're all crying. Pula. Fuck yeah, Pula. You, <laughs> yeah. You, and, and, yeah. and Augusta, you messed up yeah. the last penalty shot. I love that. Yeah. You just deked it wrong, dude. You did. You I didn't do this. enough. Yeah. You didn't do enough. You lost Augusta. I love all women for sure, but I love to see American women dominate the rest of the world. Like, again, we got these North Koreans, South Koreans. They're all trying to be like, oh, man, we're Korea. It's not that way, dude. Okay, so, but you still are, you're skirting the question, and it sounds like maybe you don't think it's the best. Which one is it? I'm sorry, bring it back. No, it's just that it's. I digress. It, 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 uh, I, you and I both want America to, like, celebrate itself. Oh, yes. Uh, and, yes. And, and it's. Bring it up think... an idea, which I'm fully against. Okay, I love to celebrate America. 
but Trump's idea about doing like some big military parade with oh a bunch of Pershing God. missiles. Dude, mil- dude right. that is let crazy. Me, let me get a beer because okay, we're going to do that. That's crazy, dude. Fuck Donald Trump. Landline. I'm calling and leaving a message. I'm driving on my way to see you in Hanover, New Hampshire. I think Max should not worry about his level of uh, amusement. He should just be. And I think it's a real disservice to your listeners that you didn't do a recap on the Super Bowl. We all have to come to terms with what happened. And at least part of my healing process would be to listen to um, your analysis, Chris's thoughts, Mike's thoughts, Dave's thoughts. Um, So I think if you want to keep those numbers, you know, hi, and get close to Rick, then you owe us some feedback, even though we're all so disappointed. So look forward to that. Bye. You're listening to Landline. All right, I want to talk about the military parade. I think it's a really good topic. I do. And honestly, I haven't heard anyone touch it from my news sources, or I've avoided it. I just have only seen that he... What I do love about Trump, and I mean this genuinely... Is that he doesn't say, like, we're going to have a military parade and then forget about it. Like, every week he's like, we're going to have a military parade. And then he says it again. And then he, like, calls the Pentagon and he's like, no, we're having this. I think he probably just (laughs) pays for it himself. I think that's cool. (laughs) Dude wants a parade? Pay for it. You know what I mean? Don't make me pay for it. I don't give a shit about a military parade. The only people I see doing military parades, Pol Pot. Joseph Stalin, come, the French come do it. In. whatever his name is. <laughs> not come, <laughs> yeah. not come, come June in. That's what I'm calling him because fuck June. him. Yeah. Dude, see, fuck you, him. Like, you start talking about your teapot uh, type dictators. Yeah, you're gonna get those kind of things. So again, uh, I didn't vote for Donald Trump. God bless the guy. I think he's actually doing an okay job for what he's doing. Like his job sucks. And uh, Ugh, but again, if you want the military parade, pay for it yourself, dude. Don't make me pay for it. That's the libertarian approach. Like, do whatever you want. Don't burden me with your expenditures. Think about what Mel Brooks would do with this. It's like a traffic jam at the tunnel, like getting yeah. off Rock Creek Parkway, sure. like onto like the yeah. Pennsylvania Avenue to go down. It's like, what does that even mean? Lining up all the military vehicles and like, weird. how do they get it all on the right street? And I what parking lot are they going like, to use? Drive a fucking and, missile and, and like, into the exactly. <laughs> and like, who's in charge? And like, are they getting like, all? Yeah. How do you organize it all? Is everyone yeah. getting updates on their smartphone? Is there a guy with a bullhorn? Like, how yeah. is this thing happening? Yeah. And then Trump's yeah. going to stand there with his stupid fat body and his stupid suit and his yeah, stupid his body hair. fatter than Hillary's? He's over 300 pounds. He's 320 pounds, they think. I've, I've seen him close. golfing recently. <laughs> he's, he's, uh, he's a fat guy. So he's you're fat. Yeah. Fuck him, dude. The guy's like a billionaire. Of course he's fat. Yeah, I know. You ever seen a corpulent pig? That no. just sits out in a fucking sty and eats all the corn yeah. all day long. Yeah. You know what happens to them? They get fat. Well, that and then something else happens to them. They after fuck they get all fat. day long. Something else happens after they get all fat and big and everything. They don't live forever. You know? are, yeah, I'm not saying it because. Yeah, I get it. No. But yeah, I mean, that we're shit all, happens. We're all hoping too. natural causes. <laughs> yeah. wow. We're all on the same team there. That's what happens to a corpulent pigs. But don't tell me Hillary's got a BMI different than fucking Trump, dude.
there you have it. Part one. John and Alex, two brothers-in-law, in front of the fire, playing the banjo in Portland, Oregon. We were a little bit faded there at the end, but stick with us. Maybe the F-bomb doesn't really belong in podcasts. It's something we're working on, for sure, as we are with any any show that we're in the middle of producing and editing and hosting and getting guests for. So keep up the support, my friends. We need it. 503-894-8480, approaching the 5,000th listen of the podcast. I decided I'd shed a little light on our stats because you guys are hardcore listeners and maybe you want to know what's going on. Do need to spread the word. I don't care if you tell a friend. I'd rather have you explode at a dinner party at everyone who's using their phone showing pictures of things you don't care about. That would be a better outcome of your love for this podcast than anything else. Anyways, see you on Thursday. See you this Thursday. Anyways, see you next Thursday, which I actually mean Thursday in two days, where we'll discuss John's multiple award-winning performances over the last 12 months, including his Clean Sidewalk Award from the City of Bend, his Beer Medal from the American Homebrewers Association, and his most recent award of a dance contest at the 80s prom. Thanks for listening. Spread the word. See you soon. Landline podcast. All right. Well, let's, why don't we put them down and we'll play them out at the end of the pod. Sounds good. And let's do another, we can do another tight half hour and then be done. Because it you get you get, it ends up getting a little tiring. Um, okay, ready to pod. Okay, so let's. See, I think we should go full blown into the military plate parade. Check check. We're taking this show to the top, baby. Ishi, we love you.